Today's guest talks with me about how law firm marketing teams have really stepped up over the past couple of months to help their attorneys find appropriate ways to engage with their clients and with each other. But as we go forward, we'll need to find new models of engagement as the old models will no longer apply. Well, Roy, thank you very much for taking a few minutes this morning to talk with me. Well, thanks for having me. Roy Sexton is the Director of Marketing at Clark Hill in Detroit. I, I need you to look back now to, to early March, maybe maybe even late February for, for you. As you started seeing this pandemic was going to shift the way that we were working, what did you and your staff do to prepare for the, that quick change to where we started working remotely? Yeah. I um, Weirdly enough, I was in Ireland and Dublin. Ireland and Dublin. I was in Ireland and London. Dublin and London. Can I try that again? I was in Dublin and London in nope, March. I'm keeping uh, it in just like that. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, I, you know, I'm an American. I don't know where anything is. But I was there with my boss and colleague, Megan McKeon, and we were getting an award for how we had transformed our marketing and business development function at Clark Hill. Going into that trip, my husband, who has some challenges and is concerned about the pandemic coming, said, I don't want you to go. And I was that that person I was like, oh, it's not going to be that bad. I, what's the big deal? I'm, when am I going to get to do this again? So go to London, get this award for the Managing Partners Forum. Felt like the Oscars, closest I'll ever get. You know, I felt so, so pretty. You know, I had a great time. <laughs> and, um, you know, returned to the country very different than the country I left. Yeah. Because leaving, everyone was like, oh, this isn't a big deal. And not but a week and a half later, airport looked different already. I mean, I, you just sensed a change. Yeah. Do you, do you remember what about what day that it was? was? About March 5th, I think, okay. yeah. or thereabouts. And I was probably in the office two days the following week. And then my husband and I both started working from home. We have a decent-sized home, so I'm in the basement and he's upstairs. What, back to your question about our team, we have been structured and positioned to work virtually already. Clark Hill, as it has grown over the past several years, has integrated with other firms across the country. And we, you know, the marketing and business development team, we're all over the place. There's only a couple people here in Detroit with me. People that work with me are in Texas and California and all over the country, East Coast. My boss is in Dublin. So, you know, the, the reality of the matter is we as a marketing team were accustomed to this. But now we were able to model it for the rest of the firm. So I think the firm had looked at us as kind of the odd ducks. Why aren't you ever in the office? Why are you, where are you? And, and when you're in a local office, even though that local office realizes it's part of a global firm, they still tend to think you're the guy down the hall I come to for golf. Yeah. Now we were able to lead by example and we've just been recognized for that saying, let's use data, let's use digital platforms, let's get the word out there. And selfishly, I hate football tickets I hate chicken dinners. I'm a vegetarian. You know, I, but I, all those things that, that law firms tend to lean into as their go-to market strategy, that none of it's available. So they, you, you felt the sea change of the firm finally listening to things that we've been saying for a while. And they said, oh, that's nice. Yeah, you go ahead and develop the social media and do your digital and JD Super, whatever it is you're doing over there. But I need my sponsorship and I need it now. Right. Well, suddenly they were like, can you tell me more about JD Super? Can you help me with my LinkedIn? You know. So for me, and also I cut my eye teeth in healthcare and PR media crisis management as well. So there was a lot of that that came to the fore. So, you know, it was, I won't say it's been fun because it's a horrible thing to say, particularly in light of what's going on. But I felt from a skills perspective, our team was in our zone really yeah. in a nice way. So. Well, what's been some of the things I know with my marketing team, I mean, there was a 
just a they they've probably been the hardest working people in the last yeah. couple couple of months at, at the firm by far and everyone sees it other than uh you know 14 force majeure uh client alerts that went out uh, right. how how did your daily work life change as the communication styles needed to change yeah i i read an article the other day that said for some of us it it was tantamount to being at war and we were those of us who like the supreme focus that comes from being in that moment were you know like i said in our zone yeah so it, it allowed us to take a kind of control and i don't like that word but it, we were able to take a kind of control of the narrative that i don't think i've seen really in any law firm i've worked at or here to date i think when you're in marketing and business development a law firm it's always a bit of a political game in addition to just doing the work mm -hmm. you know you, you've got however many partners you've got that many bosses and they all have a sense and they all like to play in marketing and they all have they want to come to you like the summer associate with their work list as opposed to saying help me grow the business you figure out how to do that and tell me what the plan is it's always i've got this idea can you make it happen and i'm like oh that's such a bad idea <laughs> but you're very important and now i got to spend time either talking you out of that idea or talking you into something else and so in this moment all that stripped away and suddenly people were like what do we do? And we were able to put protocols in place. We were able to really, we've had an alert review system and, and approval process, and we've tried to articulate it. No one paid a darn right. bit of attention. Suddenly people were very interested in that. Well, how quickly can it go out? And we were able to put in place review structures to say, we're not a news dissemination organization. I'm not the New York Times, I'm not the Chicago Tribune. So just because something happened legislatively, doesn't mean we have to get it out right away. Someone else already did that. Pause not three days, right. not 10 minutes either. My, our clients want to know why should I care about this? So we were able to have those conversations. And a lot of this came from my boss. She had the wisdom to figure out what infrastructure to put in place very quickly. And I was on the kind of PR media mindset that I typically have to say, let's put material out there that people want in a timely fashion that provides what makes it unique from our firm, which is the analytical piece. But she was the one that's like, let's put in review structure, let's have a CARES Act response team with the key attorneys. Let's position them for success in the firm as as the as the content specialists in this area. Let's have a COVID response team. It's going to meet weekly. And we might not always have a lot to talk about. We're going to hit this and go over it and go over it. And they're going to be our acolytes out there representing why the firm needs to go to market in lockstep. So it helped us manage the 14 force majeure. We still had them. Yeah. So we still had those challenges. The other, I think the other thing we struggled with was everyone wants to send things inside the firm. Send it to everybody in the firm. They don't care. And I, I came upon a phrase that I said, just because it brings you gratitude to send the email doesn't mean that it, the person receiving it has the same feeling. <laughs> Are you finding that, you know, I, I've always said that most law firms won't change until there's a crisis. Right. You know, and this is definitely a crisis. Are, are you finding that you're just actually getting them to implement processes that you've already established over the, the few years, or are you having to create new processes for, for this? A little of both. I mean, I think it's been uh, an opportunity to streamline and supercharge those processes. We've also looked at, you know, finally having that conversation about what is our client audience look like? And is it made up of industries or is it made up of the, the structured thinking 
that a law firm uh, approaches it as sort of practice area thinking as opposed to that kind of thing. And again, nothing necessarily revolutionary here, but it does give you the opportunity to have that conversation and get an organization to pivot. And and I what I like about this firm is it's pivoting and it always has pivoted in an, a bit more anticipation than I see other firms doing so. And the, the willingness to have more of an entrepreneurial conversation about this kind of work and the way the firm is structured and you know brick and mortar strategy things of those those things of that nature that you don't necessarily have the lawyers coming to you with but we right. do have attorney leaders who are coming to us saying hey what about or i read an article or could we so i i think there's a is a healthy environment of exploration that has emerged through this process as well i also what i like about our firm is it was it cut through some of the conventional leadership structure at times too like i was pulled into uh, a twice weekly uh, review, and I would not necessarily normally be in that executive team meeting, but because of my background in PR media, they saw a value to me being there. Well, what about? Uh, I know you you are on the executive board for the Legal Marketing Association. You're mm-hmm. highly involved with uh, w- with the industry of legal marketing. Uh, holistically, are you, are you seeing things with the legal marketing world that you're finding impressive? I am. I mean, again, it's sort of the things that are reinforced that you already knew were there, yeah. but ha- seeing that they truly are there on, and they're under duress, you know, that sense of community. We, we saw things like the the, uh, the, uh, the Northeast region step to and put together uh, very quickly uh, a resource center on Facebook for our own members. Uh, and, and they had it for the Northeast first, and then they ended up opening up to the entirety of the membership to say, look, let's just pool our resources. What are you seeing? Um, I think people don't understand that collaborative nature of the Legal Marketing Association you'd think would be fiercely competitive with one another, but we have very difficult jobs. We support demanding people who are hard charging. And so we have to turn to each other sometimes, sometimes for commiseration to borrow my friend Gina Rubel's word, uh, but also just to kind of knowledge share and say, hey, have you tackled this problem before? Um, so I, you know, we saw examples like that happen. I, you know, Renee Branson and Cynthia Voth, they had already started down the path and others have probably left out. That's why I shouldn't say names yeah. uh, on the, on the wellness side of things. That was going to be a big initiative for us. It still is, but it suddenly has a very different lens to it. Uh, how are we taking care of ourselves? How are we taking care of our families? Are our attorneys balanced? Can we bring that to the conversation to say, Hey, slow down. I know you want to get it all done today and you want to boil the ocean but we can't do that and we're not going to be good to ourselves. So I think there've been that there's an authenticity has emerged when people could have just hunkered down and said, look, I got to just worry about my job and hanging on to my job. There still was this sense of let me look outward and how can I help people? So I think that's important, you know, but I, we have our challenges, obviously. I mean, yeah. we got to figure out what are our educational offerings look like. And so, and I think the thing that also surprised me a little bit because I'm new to the international board, is how immediately once you're in the international board, people assume you know all the things and you're part of all the decisions. And, uh, you know, for some, it's like you're part of the evil empire now. And you're like, I, I, wait, I just I just got here. And actually, you used to be on this board. What's going on here? Um, yeah. So I think that would be the dark side of things where I would caution people. The, you know, the armchair quarterbacking that tends to happen in any organization. I've been part of lots of them. Yeah. It's, it's not terribly helpful. And don't presume because you don't know something's going on that nothing's going on. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. It, People have day jobs. They've got families. They're doing the best they can. Let's all just 
breathe uh, and, <laughs> and, and get through it together and do your part, you know, do the part you can do. I'll do the part I can do. And amazingly, when you do that, everything comes together fine. I know that, it, well, you're up in Detroit and you guys were hit pretty hard, pretty yeah. early. In, yeah. in this, but a lot of the country now is is in the process of trying to reopen. Um, I know with my office, uh, every Monday there's kind of a little bit more of a relaxation on getting into the office. Um, yeah. But as you look, you know, into June and through the summer and, and even beyond, what what are you seeing as some of the long term changes that we're going to get out of this pandemic experience? I think we're going to have more tension coming out of this than, you know, we had these wonderful kumbaya moments early on as we, as we, especially as Americans, we always do this. The first couple of weeks we rally, put on our flag pins and hold telephones and we're all nice to each other. And then we start to chip away. At, but I, I think that the, what I'm finding is, and I don't know if it's the introverts in America versus the extroverts. There are those of us, and I think you might be one, I'm one. I could just keep working in my basement for the next two years. The, yeah. the first couple of weeks, I was like, are you kidding me? I don't think I can do this. And now I'm in a zone. I feel comfortable. I think we've proven to the world you don't need a physical space necessarily to connect with people. So I think we're going to have those of us who are like, I'll just like to stay here. And the extroverts who are like, we've got to get in the office. We've got, And so you're going to have the, and you have people that are literally frightened for their health and their lives and the lives of people around them. On the thermometer, they all are having different perspectives on this. I don't want to get on a plane personally for a very, very long time. Yeah. So if my work forces me to do something like that, and I'm starting to more, maybe more deeply question, is it really necessary? Do I need to go? Or is it because you want to go and you don't want to go alone? Or you don't want to be the only one in the office? I think that tension, whether it's legal or anywhere, I think that's going to be every office, every work situation. And the, the really agile organizations are the ones that are already jumping on that and going, we'll make this work. Yeah. We're not going to bully or shame anybody. If you want to be out there getting a haircut, playing volleyball, going in the office, do it, wear a mask, stay on your side of the line. If you want to be home, fine, do that. We, your value as a human being and what's in your brain is more important than me worrying if I see you at the coffee maker. So then there's that, just that very Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's like, what do I do every day and where do I go? How is that then going to affect on the marketing side what we can do and how we can engage with clients? Because again, there are, there's a whole bunch of people that want to go back to the old way. I want to take someone to a football game. I want to go to a long dinner. But there are going to be a lot of people that don't want to go to that. They don't want to go to the conference or their, their companies aren't going to pay for them to go to the conference. Or there's going to be a state mandated order that says you can't get together. That you know There are so many drivers that are going to undermine our marketing offerings as we used to have them, that we probably better put our energy into the new thing, right? The 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 new uh, way of reaching people and creating those virtual en engagement models that grab more people than don't. Uh, and knowing that some people are gonna feel a little alienated from that because they miss the golf tournament. But I, I just don't, I think at, at, in short, we're, we're just gonna have to completely rethink the way we engage with people because they're not going to want to do the stuff they used to do, or they never really liked doing it anyway. Right. And this is an excuse to say, oh, good, I get to be home with my family in the evening, and I don't have to go to this event that I never wanted to go to anyway. <laughs> you know? I, I know exactly what you mean. Well, Roy, thank you very much for sure. taking some time to talk with me today. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Thanks for having All me. Right. Stay safe. 
Thanks again to Roy Sexton for joining me. Remember, we may all be in seclusion, but we're in this together. If you have any questions or suggestions, you can reach out to me on Twitter at Glambert. In Seclusion is produced by Janice Anderson. The music is from Jerry David DeSicca. I'll see you tomorrow.